This is Paul Davy, Yield Point Specialist for Egg Services in Warren, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Egg Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Conan in studio. We'll have reports from Whitney Pittman and Tyler Donaldson. The forecast calls for cloudy skies today and a few snow flurries. Highs will range from the mid-20s to mid-30s across the northern plains. A cold front is expected to move through the region overnight, bringing a change in the weather. There's a small chance of snow by the end of the week. Rainfall amounts were highly variable over the holiday weekend in Brazil. Mato Grosso and western Goiás saw rainfall totals of 2 to 4 inches. Areas in central Mato Grosso do Sul and southern Bahia and Mato Grosso received rain, but with lower amounts. World Weather Incorporated expects the best chance for rain in the next 10 days will be across northern Brazil. Tensions are rising in the Red Sea region. Four boats carrying Hutai rebels attacked a major container ship Saturday night when they also tried to board the vessel. The U.S. Navy responded by destroying three boats while one was able to get away. There's been two dozen similar attacks by the Hutai militants in the past six weeks. Iran supports these rebel forces. And there are concerns these little skirmishes will draw the United States and Iran into the overall conflict in the Middle East. Crude oil prices are moving higher due to that possibility. In response to the threat of inflation, the Federal Reserve aggressively pushed interest rates higher in the past year. Advanced Trading Risk Management Advisor Tommy Grisafi says that trend changed at the end of 2023. So literally six or seven weeks ago, interest rates were exploding. It looked like we're having a much higher interest rate, which is a big deal if you're one who wants to buy land, if you're looking for operating, you're either making interest or paying interest. That number calmed down. The number one shocker for me in 2023 was not that commodity prices dropped after years of being high. It does not surprise me that we finally caught up and grew enough. It's that interest rates, with how much I feel inflation, that interest rates are calm and the Fed's taking their foot off the gas, sir. Grisafi said the past year was marked by a series of baby black swan events. The thing your smart people can't ever do and will never be able to do is predict a drone strike on a ship going through an important area. And so when analysts act like, oh, I just had a hard time in 23, of course you did, because you can't predict geopolitics. You'll never be able to. Don't even try to. Great. You understand supply and demand numbers from the USDA. Great, you have a friend who is dry somewhere in Iowa. I get it. As far as my career as a commodity trader and broker, I've never seen things as uh, uh, as much tension in the world. If you were hoping for peace and prosperity in 2023, this was not the year that we had world peace, sir. A slow finish to 2023 for wheat and cattle markets could lead to a rebound in the early part of this year. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Tyler Donaldson has more. Wheat demand is low heading into 2024, but according to Randy Martinson of Martinson Ag Risk Management, the lowered strength of the dollar is helping with some of the demand. Argentina's seeing some quality issues with the rains that have come into play. Australia, same scenario, but there's just not a lot of demand out there for wheat right now as a lot are saying that the prices are getting too high. Our lower dollar is certainly helping to encourage some of this demand for the wheat, the corn, and the beans. So, you know, our exports are, are hanging in there. They're just not stellar. And, but, you know, as far as wheat is concerned, but the lower dollar has certainly been helping. According to Martinson, cattle and hogs finished the year down as well. 
the cattle on feed report was a little bit negative. The hogs and pigs report was a little negative. Cold storage was a little friendly as we're starting to pull back, uh, pull down some of the stocks in the freezers. But, you know, cattle now are trying, I think, to work their way out of the hole they dug themselves into you know, when they sold off. So we're seeing a little bit of support. Cash has started to come up a little bit. That's helping to support the market. I think the next big thing is the cattle inventory report in January, and that certainly will, I think, help drive that market. Much of the commodities market remains undervalued. You look at some of the markets and it is undervalued. You know, you look at wheat, it, they're going to classify that as undervalued from where, you know, the, the, it is right now. Soybeans are maybe a little bit undervalued. You know, corn probably isn't because of the big stocks estimate, but because of the wheat and the corn, uh, the wheat and the soybean stocks being tight, I think they would view those as being a little bit undervalued. So that should help prop this market up. And if we can get that the renewable diesel fuel program and, and the biofuels going, that certainly will bring a lot more uh, value into the commodities. This is the Red River Farm Network. I'm Tyler Donaldson. Brent crude oil finished the year just over $74 a barrel. That's down 10% for the year. It's the first time crude oil finished the year with a loss since 2020. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Farm news on the Red River Farm Network. The soybean oil produced in the United States for the most part is still used as a food source worldwide. NDSU crops economist Frayne Olson says that new demand for biofuels and renewable fuels has an old debate resurfacing. Right now, you know, not quite 50% of the soybean oil we produce goes for some kind of renewable fuels, like a biodiesel or renewable diesel. We have a little bit more, a little bit more than 50% goes to food usage. So we're still using soybean oil for, for cooking and frying and uh, making margarine and making salad dressing and all the things we currently do with soybean oil. And if we start diverting a lot of the soybean oil that's used for food right now into an energy source, it brings back this old issue like we saw in the ethanol days. Well, you know, we're now taking a food product and we're using it for energy. That sparks the question, can agriculture grow fast enough and be able to supply both? And again, hotly debated topic. And so I do think as we get from a legislative standpoint, from a political standpoint, to try and explain to our urban neighbors or the neighbors on our on the coast that don't really understand agriculture they're going to ask these questions and we have we as agriculture have to be able to explain that to them farm management analyst Kent TC says when planning for the year and working with lenders communication is the key for all involved in the business it's always important uh, you know to make sure that everybody involved in the business especially when you get multifamily situations if you're in a family partnership or family corporation, uh, that everyone, including spouses, are aware of what's going on. The other thing, if there are draws taken out of a business for family living expenses uh, or non-farm expenses, those need to be rolled into that cash flow as well. So uh, it's just good to keep everybody on the same page. Your lender can be a great asset when it comes to making decisions for your operation. If you are operating a business uh, outside of the uh, individual, if it's a, fam a family corporation or partnership, uh, most likely all parties uh, involved in that will have to sign on the loan doc. And most likely an ag lender will want personal financial statements to support that as well. So it's just good to be prepared, uh, communicate with your lender, uh, use the lender as a resource, uh, don't just... Uh, 
bring them the information that a lot of times they can be very helpful and giving some guidance on management decisions, marketing decisions, any of those types of things. Grazing cattle late in the season can save producers money uh, on stored forages, but having a backup is important. Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. NDSU Extension Rangeland Management Specialist Kevin Sedevic says grazing grasses this late in the season without snow should not be an issue. Grazing legumes could cause issues next spring. Our perennial grasses up north here are very hardy grasses. We don't see very much winter kill on perennial grasses. We see it mainly on the legumes like an alfalfa or a red clover. Those need that snow protection. Um, and so if you do graze those, so you get some, you, got, you lose vigor and they're open, you're going to see a bigger chance of winter kill on your alfalfa ground or your red clover ground than you will on the grasses themselves. The other issue on the grasses is grazing it too short or dealing with mud and you actually get damage to the plant. So if you're grazing a meadow that has alfalfa on it, that's where you want to be a bit careful on because those can winter kill out. An ice storm can have season-long impacts. Cattle may struggle to consume enough forage from grazing if ice remains on grass through winter. So if you're dealing with a lot of ice, know that they can't consume enough feed to get by for that daily intake. So you may want to provide some kind of a food supplement if they're relying on grass only. The positive on the ice is it does give them water. They probably won't drink as much water, um, but we don't have snow. And so usually snow also gives you water as a resource for the cows. Um, so I would be like, we're struggling now with all of our grass being covered with ice and they're having a hard time getting enough consumption. So we are, but we've been feeding also on pasture till hopefully the ice melts. But if it doesn't melt, you're going to deal with it the whole winter and you won't have enough feed for those cows to consume because they're dealing with that ice. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Kansas State University researchers are reporting a breakthrough in the development of wheat-based foods with lower amounts of gluten. K-State and the Kansas Wheat Council use the CRISPR gene editing technology to reduce the presence of two types of gluten-coating genes. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. North Dakota Stockmen's Association President Jason Leeseth says their organization will continue to focus on the farm bill in the year ahead. And a lot of times for us it's maintaining the programs that we, we have and trying to tweak them and make them a little bit better. And of course, as everyone knows, that's been, been postponed and, and uh, you know, somewhere along the year we'll be restarting those negotiations, I'm sure. And and uh, making sure that our cattlemen's priorities are taken care of there. But it uh, would have been nice if they could have found their way to, to uh, rolling that through without a delay, but uh, we know things sometimes don't always come together as fast as we'd like them to in Washington. Improving livestock risk protection, livestock indemnity, pasture, rangeland, and forage programs are all important to the stockmen's. And those are subsidized premiums through the, the government agencies. So as those increased use, the, the budget allowance for them goes up dramatically also. And so we need to make sure that those programs are, are funded so that the people that want to use those programs can. And then the, the disaster programs, we'd sure like to think we're never going to need a disaster program, but it seems like, you know, so we'll have a need for a disaster program here because of the horrible blizzards that we have. And six months later, the South is looking for disaster programs because of the horrible heat that they have. So 
those programs will continue to be needed, so we just need to make sure that they're accomplishing the goal that they set out to. The Ag Equipment Industries Dealer Business Outlook and Trends Report forecasting a tough year for 2024. Combination of high interest rates, a downturn in the farm economy, and an uptick in inventories is being blamed. The new survey found a significant drop in optimism amongst farm equipment dealers for new and used equipment. Forecasts for parts and service, however, remain strong. Grain markets trading $2 per bushel higher than where we were one year ago. Paradigm Futures market analyst Kent Beadle says the trade is trying to ration demand. You know, and it's kind of interesting when you uh, look at at soybeans, particularly in the USDA forecast that uh, actually is for a smaller carryout than what we ultimately ended up producing. Um, you know, last year, of course, uh, what we were doing at $2 higher was trying to ration uh, some of our demand away, and that's, uh, that's what we did. We were pretty successful in that. At the end of the year, the market is trying to find demand. You know, the market is trying to find prices at which uh, demand is being stimulated. I think it's working uh, pretty well in corn and, um, you know, maybe a little bit in wheat with the recent uh, uh, exports that we had to China. Um, you know, we're trying to find that, uh, trying to find that spot where we can get some more uh, uh, soybean demand. But uh, uh, right now we're, um, uh, we're going in the other direction, unfortunately. Of course, markets uh, closed uh, for the holiday weekend. There was no trade yesterday and we'll have a hard open at 8.30 this morning. On the farm calendar, it is the Lake Region Extension Roundup. The first meeting of 2024 will be tomorrow and Thursday at the Memorial Building in Devils Lake, North Dakota. Topics tomorrow include a crop market outlook, a panel of crop consultants. On Wednesday, they'll be taking a look at uh, weather extremes uh, back to normal. What is it going to be for weather in 2024? Uh, we'll be seeing you tomorrow in Devils Lake and the Lake Region Extension Roundup. Have a great Tuesday. This is the Red River Farm Network.